That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania alongside, well, he's back, folks. He's back from the week of. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. I purposely take weeks off just so I can do that when I come back. Because you're easy. You love that song? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It is. But anyway, a man that never, never loses a ladder match, especially when money's on the line, JC. Thanks for coming back, JC. I ain't giving up that money, baby. I, man, I could probably make half a million in half a week, too. Yeah, I'm so great, but, uh... Yeah, we're going to be doing things a little different this week, boys. We're going to get to always in the shine, as always, like we always start the show. But, you know, there's no pay-per-view or anything. We figured there's there's been some hot topics in wrestling this year in 2022. We got our knockers next week, by the way. Big Biggest episode ever. It's a fun one. Can't wait for you guys to get your uh, ears on that. But you will get that next week. But, you know, we did have a little news. You know, I take a week off and uh, the whole fucking world burns down. And that starts with my girl, Mandy Rose. Not only did she drop the uh, title Nestlemania. They dropped her as an employee. Not only that, but she dropped some clothing, too. She did. She had been doing it for a while uh, behind a paywall, and it got leaked, and uh, WWE, uh, they were scaredy cats. I have never they have been... no problem promoting her sexuality until it gets them in trouble. I have no problem with it. And then, of course, Tensai comes in and fucking just ruins everything for everybody, that snitch. I mean, allegedly. But that's the thing. The funniest thing is that when someone who works for you does something like that, um, there's usually some sort of account from the company to like keep an eye on know what's going on. So to say that they weren't aware of that this thing that's been going on for weeks or a month or whatever it's been or a few months is uh completely fictitious, but it's just the fact that it got leaked and it became a story is why WWE acted because they are they're a big publicly traded company. There probably was something in her contract well, that had some language, so they had they had the mean they had the right to fire her, but it doesn't mean it's right. I think I and very quickly, I just want to say uh, to Bertsky and our boy Aaron who are already in the chat. Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, the knockers, yes, the knocker awards, knockers, uh, emphasis on the golden knockers next week. Ours we aren't are, as good and golden, but they're, they're pretty, they're good. pretty awesome. They're spectacular and they're real, but, but here's the other point that I wanted to make. Sable, Tori Wilson, Christy Hemi, the list goes on. Ashley, Mark Henry and May Young. No, I'm talking about Playboy. Hey, I'm I just know, saying like, well, that's the thing. It's like WWE used to celebrate Playboy. Right. And it's just one of those, I mean, it is, look, I get it, it sucks. It sucks, period, and there are rumors out there that the door is open for return uh, when the dust settles, but, I mean, even if Mandy doesn't return here, between uh, what she's doing on her fan site and then other companies she could potentially work for and other things she could potentially do, she's going to be fine either way, but as someone who talks about WWE every week, I would love to have her back in a few months or whenever they see fit. You know, she'd be a cool Rumble surprise entrant, but... You know, it is what it is. It's shitty, but when you get big companies and publicly traded companies and 
companies that are all about protecting their money, that's what's going to happen. That you profit off yourself, and you're they're not profiting off you. That becomes a problem. So Mandy, Mandy's been 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 a big supporter of the Knocker for a very long time, obviously, and gave JC his thirtieth birthday wish. So you know, I mean, yeah, she did. She's and a, she gave us some merch. Shout she gave us some merch. So one. you know, she's she's great. I did pop one of my friends the Russell rant uh, on Twitter. He said, uh, "I can't, <laughs> I cannot wait for." Oh my God! It's Amanda Flowers in the Impact Zone. Like I just popped. I thought that was hysterical. Amanda Flowers. I don't know what the fuck she's gonna call herself. She'd but probably be Mandy Sachs because her name's Amanda Suckum. But like, can I can I can I go one further instead of Mandy yeah. Sachs? Yeah. Mandy Segs. How about Amanda Sex? You yeah. Know? Well, you can't just there's say, a million things. No, you can't do. just say sex. You have to say S I mean, you can. That's what they do. On It's a cheek thing, like a tongue and cheek thing. Come on. You can't just outright be what you are. You got to have a little bit of finesse with it. No? Yeah. 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 You're wearing know. a headband today, by the way, for people that are listening. He's wearing a white headband. He looks he looks like he's ready to go, you know, score a touchdown for the Cowboys. I thought I would compliment the black and gold shirt and the black headphones. Nice, you know. We gotta, we gotta, uh, we're getting close to the end of the year, you know. White for snow. It's, you know, it's December here in New England. Uh, or if you're Tony Khan, it's white for something else. You never know. Yeah, different kind of snow that he blows up his nose. Wow, you're a poet. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, there's other, another thing on the table that you're very sensitive to. I think if, if we're done with Mandy, we'll move on. Yeah, yeah, we can move on. Okay, there's something else that you're very plugged into. You're very much a in, in the Sasha Banks camp or the Mercedes. I'm not even going to try to pronounce Varnado. it. Varnado. Yeah, thank you. Potato, potato, Varnado. Uh, she is technically gone from the WWE if you if you believe the, the sheets that are not clean. Uh, and then supposedly, I cannot wait to see what happens with Conway if his head's going to explode when it comes to if she's on New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I think Dom will lose his shit too. I mean, uh, hey, it's one of those things, dude. Like, it's if like if you've ever followed her or whatever, you can tell she's always had love for Japanese wrestling. Um, she's gone over there and trained there. Speaks highly of it. She's very connected to the the culture and everything over there. So I think it's always been a dream for her to uh you know do that so now it appears uh it would she will be getting that opportunity we don't know what else it is because obviously like she can work with new japan um and you know it's one of those things they say she's gone from wwe but nakamura is going to be working over there too he's employed by wwe so it is a possibility but it does sure seem that soraya's tag team partner on whatever date that is is probably going to be Mercedes that if uh but you never know you never know but it would seem because obviously new japan and uh, AEW have a good uh, relationship and Joe, that's great. I would gladly look like the best hot tag in the biz. Cosplay and Angelo Dawkins. Man, that is a good thing. I should have this for Halloween. Basically, he's saying I'm on test board, so I'm okay with it. I got yeah, mad yeah. up, so I can I can probably do that. I can I can sail over the top rope like nobody's business. But that's besides the point. Uh, and one thing I did want to bring up very quickly, JC, obviously, we do not like to talk too much about the dirts, but it's, you know, it's the holidays. We're feeling a little generous. Um, there is a quote-unquote report that... Uh, <laughs> That there is a 70-something-year-old man who's going to come back and take the reins back and just, you know, McMahon all over the goddamn place. So, how do you feel about that? Are you with me where I'm going, please, God, don't come back. Just stop. Like, uh, So, g give me a crown and a microphone. Insert Corbin Jiff here. <laughs> like... This ain't fucking happening. This is zero. This is just, this is just like a hundred, like whether it was like Vince who put this out there or someone just making it up. Like there is no way, like if Vince returns to WWE, I could see him being back as an on-screen character at some point, but he doesn't hold, is never going to hold the power he once held in that company. Could he work for them again? Sure. But he is never going to be the czar. It is Triple H's time now uh, in charge until, you know, as long as his health allows him to do it or he wants to do it, it is not going to be fucking Vince ever again. So 
Well, could he come back as an off-screen character? Absolutely, I could see that. I mean, it's just one of those things that he's never going to be in that role again, man. There's still, like, it was funny because the minute that report came out, another fucking allegation came out 10 minutes later. So, like, come on. Come on. I just, I just think, are you, are you putting all your ships down on the table because you're a betting guy? Do you, do you want to? This yeah. is the JC moment. You say he's never coming back in that role. Yeah, he will never be in that Triple H role. The role the Triple H is in now ever again. Wow, you're pretty confident. Unless if Triple H has to step down and they have no one else, that's the only way. But as, as long as Triple H wants to and is able, he will be in that chair. Christ, as long as it's not Road Dog, I think we're all doing fine. Just throwing that out there. The fact that he said that AJ Styles is a better wrestler than Bret Hart made me just, eesh. I don't he know. said that. He said that. He just recently said that. That that just blew my mind that he said that. But I don't think it's that ins as insane as many of the other things he says on the No, internet. but I think it's it's just it's not comparative. They're just two yeah, different things. Yeah, you also like Bret Hart's pink cock in your mouth, so you know. Eh. Whoa. Wow. That that escalated very quickly. That should have been <laughs> hey, behind. Bret Hart's amazing. AJ hey, Styles hey, is amazing, you know. I, I hey, think you can make hey, an argument. That I don't know. that 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 should be behind a paywall. As a matter of fact, we should make a shirt that says my penis <laughs> is behind a paywall. Just I say. mean, that <laughs> 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 no one's paying for that. No, nobody wants any cock. Anyway, on that note, we should probably yeah, get Aaron Smart. Put up Aaron's comment before we move on. Where's He's Aaron? Okay. Aaron Ain't no says, way Vince coming back at Laffy Laffy. He got no chance in hell. Laffy Laffy. Boom. Pun. Good job, Aaron. No chance in hell. Shout All right. Uh, very quickly, not that we're going to put this in the shine, really, but I just think Bertsky's great. Yeah, Maurice's Twitter post, obviously. Uh, I mean, you know, I the, the caption was if he shine. wins, he's in. I mean, you know, what are and, you going to do? And guess what Miz did, baby? Yeah, that's not part of the shine, but we'll we'll get into the rest of the program. I, I I'm gonna start off the shine Ooh. here, always in the shine. JC, I the name of the the program this week is Bloodline in Yo City. So look, mm -hmm. I'm gonna say this much: I was really surprised with the first hour of Monday Night Raw. It felt like I couldn't miss what I was watching. It made me feel like okay, there's a sense of me going. Maybe I don't know what's going to happen next. And I like that. I loved it. I thought having the bloodline beat up people throughout the hour, then having their in-ring promo made sense. A lot of it after that was just kind of messy. But the first hour, I just wanted to say we give we give Raw a lot of shit for a lot of just podunk stuff they do. And I thought the first hour of this entire show was pretty masterful, if you ask me. Yeah, I thought it was very good. The bloodline stuff was a nice, like, uh, infusion and some of the other things they had going on. I mean... The only negative I would say is a fucking the fucking I Gallows fuck. and Anderson. I just man, like I just They're just not fun. Get They're just out. not good. They're just Sorry not Sorry for the audio listeners there. I was doing the <laughs> the get them out me. I I literally I literally just thought you were uh, not there anymore. Um but it's tough because you you're right. I mean like the OC in general uh, I mean, Michin's Michin. Are you, let me seriously. Are you, are you excited for like a bloodline OC? Type no, thing? and like, I hope that doesn't AJ happen. AJ getting a shot at Roman, yes, but having those two fucking guys just following around, I'm like, you know, I'm glad that Mia like has a role where she's on TV. Like, I think that's good. That's smart. But it's just like, th I mean, those two, they just, I don't know. It's uh, I it was I, I log into Twitter and I see Guthrie shitting on shitting on him. I'm like, oh my god, I agree with Guthrie. What a world! Well, Shout hopefully out Guthrie. You don't have a fever, hopefully. Because usually you're not. The only prescription is more OC. More OC, yes. No, I look, the whole OC thing doesn't work, but it's probably to keep AJ happy. So you know what? If he's. Oh, no, 100%. You know, and like, he literally said, hey, Triple H, you're bringing everyone else back. Where are my boys? And yeah, exactly. Doesn't... Like, obviously, like, it's, it's AJ's been on TV a lot more since they've been back. So I think that's a positive. Um, 
So, yeah. No, but overall, like, because we are in the shine, I do think the first hour was fun. You're right. There was a good pace. Like, the bloodline being there right off the bat telling you they're going to muck shit up and what it led to and all the rest of the night. Like, it was, for the most part, it was really enjoyable. And uh, I'm just curious where it goes because I think they did a good job leading, you know, threading the needle till we get to Iowa's favorite son throughout the night. And then, of course, the, the, the continuity context of, like, why aren't we a good tag team anymore? You know, Seth and, and KO, and then they're like, because you tried to steal my WrestleMania thing, guy. And he's like, no. You know, like, I, I appreciate I'm glad they, they mentioned that. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's just, it's hard because it's hard to make three hours fun. And I thought they did a really good job this week uh, on Monday. And I thought that it, you know, even the main event was fun. The only problem I have with it is, of course, we'll talk about later is their logic on who can beat who. But it's yeah. it's, 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 it's cumbersome sometimes. But... They really, I guess they're going full all in on KO, which I was surprised with, I guess, at this point. But I guess it's probably the easiest layup at this point with the Sami Zayn story. Because they did a great job teasing it. Because now we got, what, the best of Raw on next Monday. We may, then then we get the... The, the two weeks is the show. Like, you'll notice, like, a lot of the advertising this week was for in two weeks. Is they're, they're going big on the New Year's shows. Like, the ones in the New Year for Raw and SmackDown. That's where a lot of these title matches are taking place. Like, I believe Seth and Theory is in two weeks. Uh, that's with the Roman Tag Team Cena match, which is super exciting. We can talk about it in a second. Uh, Cena coming back to team with KO is in a couple weeks. So, yeah, like, next week is kind of like, you know, a throwaway. So, just listen to the knockers. You don't even need to watch. But the week after, like, they're going big. Because, like we mentioned, they don't have the day one pay-per-view this year. So, they're treating those first 2023 shows as a big fucking deal. And I think that's exciting as a wrestling fan because Nestlemania, when we turn that calendar to January, we are officially in rumble season. And that is one of my favorite times of the year, baby. Which means, you know, by the end of the month, we'll do 30 hopes, which is always a good show for everybody. We love that a lot. So I just wanted to say my next part of the shine, moving over to SmackDown. Ho, ho, holy shit. It's John Cena. I thought that promo was so funny and so great. And just, you you forget. You really do forget how good John Cena is. You get reminded instantly. You get reminded so quickly. This guy is so good. Like, he is, he is just on another level. He's such a good foil for anything and everyone. So it's just, I was so happy to see it. Um, I have a theory, no pun intended, on I what's going to happen. Actually, I guess it is pun intended. On what's going to happen in that main event. Okay. I think... Because Roman Reigns can't take an L. There's no fucking way. No way. Sammy, so here's here's two lines of logic. I'm going to blow both my hopes right now. Actually, it, I'll make it one. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to tease Theory somehow beating up John Cena in the middle of the match or distracting or something's going to happen somewhere along there. Or maybe there's something beforehand with a backstage segment, whatever. But I think what's really going to happen here is they could, could, Really let Sammy take that L. Indirectly. Right, Sammy's taking that L. Sammy He's takes that L. Hold on. Sammy takes that L, and then we get the downfall of Sammy Zayn because that would be a lot of fun. I think that would be so much fun to see Sammy Zayn take the L, get out of the graces of the tribal chief, and then, of course, it just derails after that, and then we get to, was it February, where it's definitely Elimination Chamber. That has to be something special. Has to be. That would be what I would think we, we were going to see. But I'm excited for John Cena. I think John Cena John Cena interacting and rubbing shoulders against Sami Zayn helps Sami Zayn. We already know Roman Reigns is the made man. We know KO is kind of on a trajectory right now that makes sense. Sami's hotter than anybody else in the business right now. So having Cena interact with him in any way is a huge step for Sami Zayn going forward. 
Yeah, and I think it's cool for KO too, because like we said, he was kind of in murky waters, but they're really bringing him up. And obviously, yeah, seen as the way KO got started on the main roster, so that'll be a nice, cool little dichotomy. And I actually so. That one is a week from Friday. That one is on the 30th because the big part of Cena's promo was that he hasn't, he's wrestled every year in WWE except for this year. So he's trying to keep that streak going. And that's why I think it's a SmackDown on the 30th. So not this Friday, but like we said, two SmackDowns away is uh, when they're doing it. So uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for that for like just a hodgepodge random tag team thing. Like it does have a big fight feel. And I, like you said, I think it's big for everyone involved. I think Sammy's taking that L obviously because it'll start. I think, like you said, like we're at the mountain, we at the mountaintop at war games at some point. You got to come down and it's probably not going to be an avalanche because like you said, I, we think elimination chambers where it's going to happen. So maybe you're on the rumbles when you have like the big turn, but this at least will start like laying the foundation from the slip and slide down that mountain. Ooh, maybe. Imagine if the bloodline is all in the rumble and they're just tossing motherfuckers out. And then it gets to a point where they just all three of them turn and they look at Sammy and they just dump his ass out, beat the shit out of him. What a fucking moment that would be. <laughs> That would be something, or if they're even like around and like causing havoc and like helping Sammy out, and then all of a sudden, yeah, like you said, like he's about to have it, and they turn to him and be like, "You're not the guy." So, but it would it'd be interesting to see how they would do that. But I could that would definitely be a cool moment. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what do you got for the shine? Uh, my biggest shine of the week was my match of the week, and that was the IC title match on SmackDown between Gunta defending against Ricochet. Ricochet even got like a standing ovation appreciation from the Chicago crowd because, I mean, that match was super hot fire match, man. In terms of a TV match, it was one of the better of 2022. It doesn't get much better than that because like we said, it's really hard with TV matches to like keep your investment when you're going to either picture in picture or commercial. But man, these two, like it's that chemistry. Gunther kind of has that Corbin in him where he works so well with the high flyers and the little guys. Like it's the mix that I love to watch when I watch wrestling. And that's power and speed and athleticism. And Gunther's obviously extremely athletic in his own way but this is a beautiful match like obviously we were unsure with the world cup it's be like oh it's just kind of setting up the rematch from when guther beat him for the title and even though ricochet came up short man i thought this this between this tournament and this match it just continues to elevate his stock as one of the most consistent performers they have in that roster and someone that the fans clearly do appreciate i agree and our boy ozzy sorry excuse me ozzy lucian mining for mayhem hiya there you go they're in here they're doing a great job so look i will say this much I agree with the Gunther thing. I think it's wonderful, but here's where I, I draw the line. I thought the match was incredible. I thought I thought that watching Ricochet have a big boy moment here with his slaps, with his tenacity, with what he was pulling out, he just never said, you know, die kind of attitude. I love that aspect of it. But the one thing that bothers me, not about the match itself, it's just that the World Cup is kind of like you win it and then you automatically lose. You know what I mean? Like I feel like, I mean, it's only happened twice. No, I know, but I feel like the World Cup is treated as just like, it's so not necessary. It's so not needed. Like, you could win a tournament or a battle royal, and it's the same thing. It doesn't really... Oh, I mean, it's just like, it's like any other number one contender. Just because you win in a number one contender match doesn't mean you automatically win the title. It's one of those things where... It give it sets up a true contender, which is why I don't mind the idea of tournaments. Obviously, the other company does a lot more of it than uh, this company. So, but it's just one of those things. It gives you some fun wrestling on the way. It's an interesting way to kind of highlight the division and be like, "Oh, these guys want it." It makes the title feel more meaningful. And yeah, I mean, 
look, Gunther's unbeatable until someone fucking costs him that title at some point. Because if he is truly going to fight Brock at uh, WrestleMania, we assume that he's going to drop it before then. But if not, like, he might not drop that thing. But yeah, no, he's on a crash course with Braun, as you saw. Like, Braun came out to save Ricochet from a beatdown after the match. So we clearly know we're headed to Gunther and Braun, which, I mean, that's a different style of meaty meat, 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 which I'm very excited for. That is a whole deli counter full of meat, baby. That is a big fucking deal. It is. Like, that is that is going to be something to behold. I don't think it's going to be fun. It's just smash mouth. It's going to be absolute smash mouth. See, I think that is fun. When guys, like, it's one of those things, like, when you put those guys in, like, I don't fucking need, like, Gunther and Ricochet was wrestling porn because it was so well done and perfectly choreographed and everything. Gunther and Braun, I want to feel like it's a fucking mess in a shit show. I don't want anything smooth on that. I just want them beating the fuck out of each other and sloppy, sloppy, meaty meat. Like, that's how you make a great big man match. So I'm super fucking pumped for it. Sloppy slop, meaty meat. Be yep. a t-shirt. There you go. Behind sloppy behind sloppy a paywall. Meat. Behind the paywall. <laughs> now give me a sloppy bra between two Guther buns. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. Gunther is so great, but I don't know if Gunther's on the same level as Brock. I feel like it's a Moxley thing where I'm like, I'm not excited to see Brock and Gunther at WrestleMania. I think it's one me. of those things, though, because we're always looking with Brock. Like, we don't always get to see him against the next generation because it feels like he comes back to fight Roman. Mm -hmm. It's cool that he's finally fought Lashley, but Lashley ain't a spring chicken. He's a guy that Brock, Brock's been ducking for 20 years. So, like, seeing a lot of these names, like, I, like it was cool. You can talk about the one-offs with Finn Balor and Ricochet. Those are my two fonder memory Brock matches because it was cool. It was obviously different style with the little guys, but, like, just seeing guys that normally wouldn't get to fight a Brock Lesnar, fight a Brock Lesnar is cool. And so it just, like, it, that's why, like, him and Gunther, like, I think Gunther could do a lot of things, but I think it would really go a long way to setting up Gunther in the future to like being in the ring with Brock. You know what I mean? Especially at WrestleMania because you get all the casuals coming in. They're going to see how much of a beast this fucking guy is, which I think is positive. It looks good on the graphic. I'll give you that. It looks good on the graphic. Anything else on the shine? Uh, yes, I did have some shine. Uh, how can we, you know, it's it's crazy in WrestleMania because it's a little bit of a faction-y, but it wasn't a six-man tag. Uh, but profits and judgment day and then Tazawa throwing the drink in Dom's face, mommy being upset for the second week in a row because poor Dami can't see out of his eyes. And obviously then what it what did it lead to Nestlemania? An intergender match! Rhea and Tazawa. We obviously WWE has done a few of these in the past with like the Reggies and stuff. So they've dabbled in it before, but this was pretty cool because since Rhea has been in the judgment day and be getting physical with a lot of the men. Uh, we've really wanted to see Rhea wrestle a man. And we did this week in Akira Tozawa. And man, we talk about Tozawa. I wasn't on last week, so I didn't get to talk about that much. But him with the profits is gold. But him in general, pretty much this last like month or so, he's been on quite a fun run. It started with the Corbin stuff, but it kind of reminds you that there was so much talent on this damn roster. And you forget how good some of these guys are because they get stuck in like a comedy role. They're not given that much tv time like Tazawa is an example of someone who has taken his little nibble of opportunity and had a really fun few weeks of tv i think it's very important to discuss i think this match between rhea ripley and Tazawa really opened the door it opened the door for more so than the ones we've seen in the past yes. though with wwe okay. i think i think so here's my thing you can talk about the other ones where it felt like like, Reggie, to me, felt like it was more of a jobber match. This match at least felt like it was the very first competitive intergender matchup. And if you look on YouTube, and I tell this to any independent promotion, because people on YouTube are just kind of like, you know, YouTubers, and they just, they like what they like. Women and men in a ring just do better view-wise. They just do. You know, and I know you can't get away with it with a, with a, with a traded, you know, publicly traded company. But this is a very monumental moment for me, and I know people are going to forget about it. 
But Tozawa did a great job of not being a jobber who was just getting manhandled by this amazing woman. It was a competitive matchup that he had to fight internally with himself to not hit a woman. And I think that's a very big distinction here because they did it in such a great finessing way that it it felt like, okay, I could do certain moves to this person, but then because they were a babyface, you know, it's it's hard. Now, on the flip side of that, if they do a heel guy and a babyface girl... Corbin and Becky rematch? You know what I mean? It's That's a little harder, I, I think, personally. Maybe it's easier. I, I think it depends on the situation of the people that you have in the ring. But Rhea Ripley is the catalyst for intergender wrestling, I think, going forward. Because I think her wrestling smaller guys could really be something special. And I think that's an attraction that would be like that could actually be a real thing. Now we're not going to have an intergender division because that's just not going to happen, but people want equal for men and women. And I think that's important because triple H is very much a, you know, a, a, a champion of women being up front and in your face and being the stars of the show. And I think that's a wonderful point, but this right here is a missing piece from the WWE to get views on YouTube, to get more people noticing. You have to do it in a very respectful way. You know what I mean? You have to do well, it in a very respectful way. But there, I thought it was very tasteful last night on Monday that they did a great job with it. And I think, like I said, Tazawa sold that entire thing really well. The match was sloppy as hell. And I'm, I'm not negating that. It wasn't a great match. But I think overall, her standing up and acting the way she did and then taking that match was great. Well, the reason why they're doing it with Rhea is because it's believable. It's the same reason why Nia Jax was putting the men's rumble and all this. It's like, it's, it's believable, but... Yeah, um, I see Joe's commenting either Ripley or Candice open the door. I don't know if Candice is actually going to open it because I think the size thing is a big reason why Rhea would make more sense for it. I just, I guess I just don't have the same optimism as you that this is going to become a regular thing. I think it's because, like I said, like we had the Reggie match. We saw Nia in the Rumble. They obviously did stuff with China way back. We saw uh, Corbin hit Becky with an end of days. Like they give you taste of it. And you had like Mia and whatever. Uh, and Rhea went during that feud a little bit, uh, mixing it up with the men. I think we'll continue to get that. But in terms of actual matches, I still think it'll be a rarity. I hope I'm wrong. But I think it's just one of those. I think they realize that when they do it, it really, like you said, it's special. It means something. And Rhea's perfect. Like, Rhea fighting Tazawa is a lot more believable than if you threw Alexa Bliss in there with Braun. You know what I mean? So it just, I think they have to pick their spots. And Rhea is a fucking beast. She is freaking jacked. She is strong. She is believable. She is a fucking beast. So it, it works with her, with pretty much almost anyone. That's why it's like, I mean, Rhea, AJ Styles, you look at it, it's like, holy shit, Rhea's bigger than him. Give me that. So, but yeah, I just, I don't have the optimism that's going to become a regular thing, but I do think that it is nice to know that they're still calling it here and there and that maybe we'll see us a little more often. Well, I'm looking at the YouTube stats and I guess it's not proving my point, but she's she's like third behind Seth Rollins, you know, less, less than 24 hours. But literally the bigger names are always going to do better. But I mean, I'd be but I think still. Give like it a yeah, give it a week though and I think if they if they had a better still image of her beating up the guy, I think that it, it would go better because people will see that at the corner eye and they'll watch it. I think well, I think here's your key to YouTube views. Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, Omos and sexual scenes. Those are the big four for WWE. Don't forget Son, what was it? Was it Sanga? No, 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 it was Veer. Uh, Veer. Yeah, Veer. Veer. But that's because they were presenting him as a beast. It yeah. was a little bit of that Brock Lesnar, Braun, Omasism yeah. um, thing. And plus, they had also, it was a joke on the internet for about a fucking year about him showing up. So that was a good capture. But for the most part, it's those four. It's, you either got to be a big giant man that chucks people around or they do some like sort of lewd uh, segment because those always do well. 
obviously. But I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun going forward. I, I, I do believe that it's, again, it's not going to be every week, but like you said, I think this is the door opening to, especially if it does well. I think that's I that's hope so. I, think, I, did, I thought I thought that segment was good because, like you said, the match wasn't perfect. But yeah. how many matches do we watch in a week that aren't perfect? You know yeah. what I mean. So anything else you want to get heady? Um, then we can use this as a transition piece. But I thought the Seth and Theory promo was really good, and it was kind of sold me on this rematch that we're getting between them. It just like both these guys I thought shined on the microphone. Um, it obviously got a little murky after that. We can get that in that in a second. But I thought just like the one on one time between Seth and Theory, I thought both those guys looked great, and I am looking forward to that match now in two weeks. I think it's hard for me to be excited about rematches in general because we. I kind of feel like Theory has to continue to hold on to that title at least to WrestleMania. So I feel like yeah. I'm not going to be uberly excited to see who who he faces until I think there's an actual challenger there, and that's hard because there's a lot of people out there that deserve it, but if I have to see another Ali match, I'll go, that'll be cool, but we know he's not Oh, you're winning. definitely going to see that. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, like, it just, it's hard because the baby faces are just, they're like super weird, like on Raw. It just seems weird to me. Like, we're not going to deal with Lashley anymore because he's on a different collision course. We're not going to deal with, you know, Rollins and KO so much, so it feels like Who's a babyface that's going to dethrone Theory? But, you know, not for But, him. I mean, him and Cena for the U.S. title at Mania makes a lot of sense, and I would expect Theory to win that, but you never know. You never know. Let's get into the heat. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. I will continue what you were saying there with how murky it was. Uh, I did like the Theory did kind of, like, leave and be a chicken shit heel, and then, of course, KO came back out and whatever. But going forward with it, I just don't know if I like... Bloodline can lose the two main eventers, but Bloodline can then, or the Usos specifically, can beat every tag team in the fucking world. But if you're fucking Mac and Sheamus, you can beat them. If you're fucking KO and Rollins, you can beat them. And then, of course, Guthrie made a great point uh, saying, you know, then they're not even number one contenders after that. Like, they just ignore it. It's, yeah. And I think that's the hardest part going forward because... You know, I, I made a, a faux pas a couple weeks ago saying that the, the tag team division is dog shit. What I should have said was there's no reason to be a tag team. And I think that's the hardest part because you can rely on personal issues like a Gable and Otis, you know, in the OC thing. That's fine. You can rely on certain things with the bloodline being, you know, a personal issue or they originally like do whatever. But like hit row winning that matchup with those three teams. I was like, really, that's the team that's going to face the Usos. But I guess they, they were just, the baby they gotta check the list. You know, I, it's it is because I agree with your point, but I for a different reason. I think more of the issue with the tag division is kind of what we're seeing with the world title picture. It's just like when you have two brands and you have like unified titles and you want and we just know that they're going to be dominant and not going to lose. Like, of course, the rest of the division is going to feel weak. Like, that's why, honestly, like the the thing about the tag division is it doesn't have two mid card titles underneath it. Like the world title does to kind of like take your top stars and try to, you know, maybe make those titles more meaningful in the tag division. You have the two sets of tag titles and they're on the Usos and we know they're not losing them. So it's like they win. Yeah. Like you said, they win all their title defenses, but it's just like, and you get these hodgepodge teams like, well, we want to give KO and Seth a little boost here. Plus we're in Iowa, Seth's hometown. So even though he's one of our mega heels, we're going to treat him like a baby face for a week just because of that. And Seth and KO are going to be good friends again after all this yada yada. And they're going to win like whatever. It's one of those things like, yeah, they had some help to kind of like um, pick up the win, which I think kind of eases the pain a little bit of the Usos losing. But for the most part, I agree. And that's why like, um, the Usos and Roman Reigns aren't the same thing because Roman Reigns doesn't lose, like, period. Like you said, the Usos have taken plenty of L's along the way. They just win when it matters most. So 
I, if they were smart, they would probably do a KO Seth tag team title match and then have the Usos beat them. But I don't know if that really furthers the story, so they probably won't. So yeah, it's just one of those things where it felt like it was just like a cheap pop for the baby faces to go home happy here than rather than like, you know, kind of protecting the Usos legacy. Fair point. Fair, fair point. Uh, well, I'm curious what you were heady about this week. It's hard to to do this. Well, first off, the OCB and the Alpha Academy. Fuck, get the fuck out of here. But we, we already talked about that. Um, there was kind of, uh, the, uh, Just say it. Bad. Just fucking Lee and damage control. It's like we're looking for something to like elevate damage control and make them more interesting. And you're going to throw in Zia Lee, who's not interesting at all. The way they the most uh, Zia Lee had one week on the main roster when she had that cool fucking like VR entrance. We're like, oh, this is awesome. And then she was just gone. And that entrance was gone. And she's like shown up here and there a number one contender match and lost. But it's just like the thought of her like being a fourth member of damage control. Obviously, they experimented it with Nikki, but they seem to completely dropped her being friends with them. And now they're doing it with Zaya. It's, it's like, I don't know, man. It's just like, I don't know if that how like it helps Zaya for sure. Cause she'll get to be on TV with the three of them. Just like, you know, mucking up TV time. But in terms of like making damage control feel special, I don't know. It doesn't do much for me. It really doesn't. I, I tend to agree. I was excited to see her on my TV, especially with the backstage digital exclusive. But I, I thought about it. And I'm like, well, there's no, you know, intercontinental U.S. title for the women. So it's like she's not going to go to Raw and win. She's not going to go to SmackDown and clearly become a champion. So it's like, what's the point of strength and numbers if you can't win a championship? <laughs> But like, do you buy her as an enforcer? No. Maybe if they built her up better because she does have some badass moves, but like they've never showed us that. So how can we believe that? You know, it's tough because I, I really look at it like Zia Lee has a lot of potential. She has a lot of potential. She, she looks good. She does a lot of great stuff. I think the problem is, is when I watch her wrestle, it feels like mm. she's she's not in the in the program gear. She's in like running through the motions gear. She needs to kick it into another gear so I can believe what she's doing. Right? It feels like that. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's very, very difficult. Joe Pollock saying, I'd rather see Nikki with EI, EY, excuse me, than damage control. You need to stop, Joe. You need to stop right now. That's no an one, insanity take. Nobody wants to see Eric Young in the WWE. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. That, I don't. I. You want to have him be a coach? Great. Want to have a producer? Great. Do not want to see him on my TV. Knock that fucking shit off right now. Right the fuck now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on, I will be. I will say this part wasn't necessarily the the worst thing I've ever seen, uh, but it wasn't good for Top Dollar. Uh, that dive was a little rough. He did take uh, yeah. liberties on Twitter with a lot of people saying, "I did it in the Indies. It looked perfectly fine. I lost fifty pounds. Get off my back. I blew my knee out." So look, I, <sighs> it's not ballet, Adam. They make who mistakes. the fuck is Adam? No, I just I look at it like this, like. He, he looked like an oaf, an oaf loaf, a loaf of oaf, if you will. I he, mean, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So when a big guy does a botch, you really notice. And but it, I, it, I agree with your point, though. Going on Twitter and being salty about it, it's like, look, he didn't eventually make jokes about it and whatever. But, I mean, he's the guy I think that he's – the reason why I think, like, he actually is a good piece to have is he's polarizing for better or for worse. Like, everything he does – gets attention from people a lot more of it can be negative and the people who like him are going to really like him the people who, who don't like him, him and who find him annoying likes him yeah so there's a lot of people like here's the thing no you're I not exactly hit, you're not exactly hit rose target audience what are you talking so about just, you're not you're not you're what are you trying not. to say what are you trying to say i'm, I'm just saying you're not you're what, what, what what makes what makes them 
not i'm just saying i like you. you're not you're not the biggest like rap guy in the world and into that type so of, we like, should get ben stuff. ben on the case ben by the way beautiful ben just had a, had a had a kid shout out to ben but uh we love you uh so maybe ben the hip-hop expert we should or maybe you know well i would ask joe pollock but he'll have quite a take on that one yeah you know i'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole but <laughs> here's the other thing Top, Who hotter than Top Dollar? No, the top thing. rope hotter here, than Top Dollar. Here, yeah, they, yeah, the top the rope knew what was going on with Top Dollar. <laughs> the, the currency <laughs> rate did not make the ride. Here's the other thing. Very quickly, he just isn't a baby face. That's the thing no, I not. think. They, we're waiting for him to turn heel. Once they're, once they're heels, yeah. once they're heels, we're in. We're in. But until we get to that point, it is so, it is. It's coming. That's top Dollar is a bloated I think, I think that's why they're feeding him to the Usos on Friday, is that, what happens when you're about to turn usually takes some L. So give a little padded stat for the Usos. Check someone off the list. Give Hit Row a TV opportunity to maybe like show some character. I think it's coming sooner rather than later. I really do. I'm just not excited by Hit Row in general. And I think... Yeah, you never have been, though. You've been a hater ever since no, they come back. Swear, no, I can see... Well, that's I, the thing. Ever since they come back, you've been nah. waiting for them to fail. A lot of people have. Because, like I said, Top Dollar runs his mouth. And it rubs a lot of people the long way, wrong way. But again... He's not a star. He's just not a star. People like that are money. But He's here's not. the thing. Here's the thing. Not you guys yet. are gonna you guys are gonna make him a star by fucking hating him so much. It's like I hope he, Braun beats the, the, the shit out of him. The reason why Sammy Guevara right. has elevated himself so much in that little AEW company to be one of their most consistent guys is because you all fucking hate him so much. It's the same reason the Miz has a career. I'm not comparing Top Dolls to the Miz, but I'm saying it's the same reason. It's like you hate Corbin same way. You hate them so much, it makes them better. Same with Grayson Waller. And if Top Dollar can embrace it, embrace it and channel it. That he's gonna have big potential, cause you know you can't grow big man on trees. Like it doesn't happen. He has that going for him. If he can figure out some of the rest of it, he's gonna be just fine. And he's gonna piss you off for years to come. Arbertsky says Mark Henry tweeted at him says settle down units respect units. So I don't disagree. Mark Henry, uh, you know probably Mark Henry's a stud, but he works for another company. Right, but Mark Henry's got that knowledge, man. Mark Henry knows. Mark Henry knows. That's what it's the... time. For the main event, I'm in pitcher, pitcher every Friday. That's all I do. Yeah, talk about a fucking waste, man. He'd be doing so much more in WWE. Ozzy Lucian saying Waller is a legend. I like this guy. So, Waller's one of my favorite fucking stop wrestlers. Stop it. I like Ozzy. Stop Lucian. it. Waller's a stud. He should be in the Rumble. He should win the Rumble. He should dethrone Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Grayson Waller should be the face of the company tomorrow. This kid is so fucking good. I think you I guys. Agree. I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I think legend is a little loose of a term, at least for now. For now, well, obviously, obviously, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but you guys I are just, you guys are selling the, the freaking bathwater. Like you are, you are drinking everything. It is it is nonsense. If you want to drink bathwater, you might have to pay for it from someone else. So. Uh, yeah, well, that's behind a paywall. Our truth would have been a great would have been great with them just to teach them the ropes. I He's don't not Ron. I don't He's disagree. I especially Aaron, if he brought back getting rowdy, got to move some things. That was one of my favorite songs that our truth ever did with Road Dog. Move some things. Our truth is amazing, and everyone who works with him is better for it. Waller so is elite. Well, he's not on all elite wrestling there, Brodsky. Waller's yeah, not. That's, that why he, that's why he didn't say Waller is all elite. Just say he's elite. He's Elite's elite. Better than all elite. The elite. The the yeah. elite. So yeah. All right. Moving on to other things that make me very upset and disappointed. Uh, besides looking at JC. Uh, moving on to you know just certain things in general. As I look at my notes from Raw, uh, it's a weird situation here, JC, with the. Uh, Adam Pierce. Like, it's just like he's everywhere and he's just like interjecting himself, but not having any, a, any clout whatsoever. I, I, that's what I love about it. I just it. hate it's it. Like it's he just seems like, like he's cucked. 
No, it's great because first of all, him on my TV means that you're mad, so it's good. But I like I've said this before because like I know you just stay Adam Pierce, so it makes me like him a little more. But I just think he's a good authority figure on TV because he has a commanding voice, but he also like he gets the business, and it's something you always say about the Miz. Adam Pierce is willing to be the fucking butt of the joke. So no matter what backstage scenario you set him in, I think he makes it better. And I think WWE realizes this, that if you're not putting a McMahon or a McMahon adjacent on TV, like Adam Pierce is the perfect, like next run guy that isn't going to like fucking go into business for himself, but he's going to make everything better. And he's going to piss people off like with the Lashley stuff, but it just, he kind of works. And we saw him kind of take a back seat, but he's back in the forefront again. And I think that's a positive because like you do need some sort of on-screen authority and he's enough of it where it's not overwhelming, but it's also like, you know, it's there. You can't talk me into liking him though. I know. And that's fine, but it's just, it's just a lot. Like, it's just like all this stuff. And it's just like, he fills like, a role that needs to be filled. It's just so weird. Cause it's like Sammy and AJ beat each other up. And there's like, I want a match. He's like, I'll do you one better. You have a match tonight. It's official. It's like, Okay, it's official. It's, it's it's official, and he just stands there with his like beer belly and his fucking whatever, and it's like okay, great, like whatever. But I do appreciate him on uh, him trolling people on Twitter, so he's he's a good Twitter follow at least. He's a big Rick Roller. If he ever he's puts a out big a long Rick video, ninety percent chance it's a Rick Roller. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I did want to say very quickly was uh, we didn't talk about this in the in the uh, in the shine, so I'm curious how you felt about the Bianca and Alexa sit down interview. I think they're they're doing what they need to do with this because obviously like they have to transition from they were like friends and eventually like we know this is leading Alexa down a path. So I like that it was one of those things where she acknowledged the Bray Wyatt thing and acknowledged how he just kind of left her and she was a mess and didn't know what to do. And she went to therapy and the therapy just kind of suppressed her as opposed to like healing her. So it's I do like that they address these things because I think they're important points in a story to help us when we get to the end result. But um, we, we kind of know where this is headed, so there's only so much it can do, but I do like that at the end, she has to attack Bianca because like, we're just, just showing that like, she's a little unhinged and that's what we want out of Alexa bliss at this point. So is it the greatest thing in the world? Is it the perfect, most perfectly executed thing in the world? No, but I think there we've, we're hitting important milestones every week in the story. At least. Okay. That's fair. I, I mean, I didn't mind the vase breaking. I thought that was a nice little touch. The Voss. The Voss. The Vase. The Vase. And so that's, that's fine. Uh, but you know. I think the biggest faux pas, and again, it's hard because Royal Rumble's what, like six to eight weeks away. This would be a good feud for the Royal Rumble. And I'm almost thinking to myself that the first match is going to happen isn't going to have an, a, a, a conclusion here. It's just going to be like, thrown out somehow, some way. And then we get to the Royal Rumble, which is a little bit difficult for me. But- I could see it because, I mean, to fully turn, I think the reason why it feels kind of like they're not doing much with it each week is you might be onto something where they do the first match and Alexa just loses her mind and gets DQ'd, and then we have some sort of like gimmick or stipulation or something at the Rumble. So I think that's a good call by you. But hey, either way, I think we all want this Alexa, so we'll forgive a little bit of like poor, like not the best like work on the story because it's kind of giving us something that we need to move forward. I just think it was weird because I felt like even the setup, and this is the part that, I mean, I was staring at, Bar- you know, uh, what's his name? Byron Socks because he was all Christmased out. I mean, that's festive, whatever. But I felt like it should have been like having them sit next to each other was weird. Like it. Well, felt they're like, still kind of in that. No, zone. I know. It's just it's Mutual weird. respect, though. Yeah, it just felt weird. It just felt very, very odd. Very, very odd going forward. But whatever. Anything else in the in the heat that you have? I mean, you haven't brought up the money, 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 money. It's all about the money. 
Are we talking about the money or are we saving that? You can talk about it. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, uh, my biggest takeaway, and then someone's going to call me a side shamer and that's fine. I don't think Jonas slash Bronson Reed is going to light the world on fire. I don't think, I think it's, I think he's the same height as the Miz. So him as a heavy, because he's a bigger dude, I get it. He's impressive, I'm sure. The Miz is a big dude. But the Miz is a big dude, right? But like the Miz plays like a sniveling little shit. Yeah. Right? So like when I look at it, I go, I kind of want like a seven footer or like a jacked yeah. dude. Well, that's with that's the why I kind of I've like mentioned like Omos and stuff in yeah. the past potentially like, but I don't know. I mean, th- three misses equal a Bronson Reed if we're fucking stacking them on the side. So it's just like like Reed's huge. He's massive. I will say this: like he Bronson Reed didn't do much for me in NXT. I do appreciate that he's a very athletic big guy. He's turned out some good performances. His characters never really interested me. So I will say that the positive is that. I mean, anyone working alongside the Miz is going to have an opportunity. You can say what you want about Miz sidekicks or whatever, but like he's a perfect outlet. And I, it's one of those things that like I, the Miz needs, like is always better with like some people working for him, whether it's someone like the B team or Champa or Alex Riley or whatever. But uh, Jesus, Joe. Joe, I don't <laughs> I'm know. I'm not even going to read it. Joe, but... Joe, Joe. <laughs> I'm going to take time out of this podcast to tell you right now. I don't know if you're on something today, I don't know if you have a hair across your ass. But between the between the thread and this chat, you got to knock it off. <laughs> Nestle, you just scold someone live on it. I I I love you, but I don't know what the hell's going on today with you. Uh, I think Joe's just on one today. But no, I, but Jesus. seriously, like this. I thought the ladder match was pretty fun. I thought it was interesting that the Miz won because we kind of thought it was a foregone conclusion. So Bronson Reed was a li- Bronson Reed versus Top Dog. That's pretty. No, don't, uh, Ozzy, I, I, don't <laughs> Bronson Reed versus Top Dog. What are you smoking? What is going on with the people in this chat? Oh, They're both gonna God. fall over. It's just I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't. I don't know. I, I just it's one of those things. Like I was surprised, and surprises are always good. Yeah, Bronson but surprise Reed, I don't know if like, he's ever gonna eh? be my favorite. But having eh? him fall around the Miz a while is gonna help him. It'll, it'll help him. All right, very, he would do on his own. But I, do, I will say, the one thing I will say that was a positive out of this steaming pile of dong shit was I forgot that Dexter Loomis could technically wrestle. And I went... Him and Miz have had a couple I, of good matches I was sitting there going, I think he's going to be okay. Like, he's he is what he is. His character is what he is. loves him. The they crowd loves him. Perfectly. Perfect booking and perfect job by the Miz and Gargano and everyone else. Like he's rubbing all that, all like the shiny needs off Gargano and he's rubbing all that heat that Miz has given off. And it has just led to, he is becoming, they have him in a position now where they can just run him out there in a fan friendly segment. And like, he's going to be a kid's thing. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. Cause that's how you have to make this guy. That's how you make this guy like valuable. Are you guys in the, I'm sorry. These guys in the chat are absolutely insane right now. They're, they're saying, they There's, want big meaty men slapping me. They want they want Bronson Reed versus Top Dollar versus what did they say was the other one? Otis. Otis with Big E on commentary, and then it says Betcha the Ring ain't gonna like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, so the, that whole thing is over with. Hopefully, I'm at least glad they they addressed the Johnny Wrestling getting beaten up and thrown out because I'm sitting there going, why doesn't he just grab the briefcase? Because he's like a sniveling little shit kind of too. But this whole thing with like. He's like, I like money. I like money. Let's get Dexter some money. But it's really his money. So hopefully we go from Johnny Gargano, you know, I'm sorry, from uh, Dexter to Oh, we Johnny. have a tag team feud now. But eventually we'll get Gargano. And <sighs> hey, you know what? If this is leading to Gargano and Candice versus Miz and Maurice at WrestleMania, sign me up. I agree that it would be fun. Uh, the one thing I will say is... Because as you enter gender, Joe, yeah. Candace beating the fuck out of The Miz would yeah. be a thing. Yeah, and there I think that's go. believable, right? Because the it, yeah. de- it depends on who's on the other side of the ring for the person. And I think that's very important uh, distinction going forward. But the other thing I wanted to say is, 
I'm not impressed with Bronson Reed slash Jonah. I'm just not. Now I know I know an impact. I know he did. I know he did a lot of stuff, but Jonah's just not for me. What I do think could happen here that could change me is that the Miz could give him a makeover, and I'd be in. I think the Miz making him. I think like making him dress up in Miz clothing, like a nice suit with a nice haircut, uh, maybe just being a little different and portrayed a little bit differently would be great. Obviously it also opens up the DIY thing here. If you know, Champa can ever come back. It's fun. It's great. Um, but I, this whole thing is very odd to me. Very, very odd. I, it seems like it's, it's like a C or D level thing, but it feels mm, like they're it, trying I put, to, it, I put it higher than that. I feel I like they're C treating it like an A and a B and it's sometime it's not even close, but I mean, it's one of those things though. It's, I feel like it's, it's a segment every week where I watch this stuff and I enjoy what they're doing, despite it being like corny or whatever. Like, cause like face it, like Miz is awesome. We know that it's in, it's in the name and Gargano is beloved and Loomis. He like has brought Loomis up with him. So I think it's in terms of when I'm watching raw every week, it's one of the things, even if we put it in the heat, like I'm still enjoying it. And there's a lot of meat on the bone to talk about. Like we're doing this week. Like we thought we were getting the end of the feud this week. And instead they just like, they put it in a different direction by bringing in Bronson Reed. So, okay. You wanted to get you want to get hopeful. You want everything else in the heat. Uh, the only other thing we didn't talk about, I think, is Bailey and Becky. But I don't really have much thoughts there, so I'm fine to get hopeful. Let's move on. Let's get hopeful. Glorious. You're my only hope. And WrestleMania, you know what? We've talked about my boy Grayson Waller on this podcast, and my boy Grayson Waller is the number one contender for the NXT Championship. Well, we ended one reign. I think it's time for a facelift for NXT. Get Braun out of here. Send him up to Raw wherever you want to send him because it is time for the Grayson Waller effect to become champion. That is my hope for 2023, uh, is that Grayson Waller becomes the face of NXT, the NXT champion. Just imagine, imagine how insufferable he'll be as the face of NXT, as the champion. How much freaking meat they'll have on that bone. Braun's obviously pretty much been the champion for like a year off and on, so a lot of the heels have gotten opportunities, but there are a lot of baby face characters in NXT that would do great losing to Grayson Waller for a long time. He would be probably have one of the best heel runs of all time in NXT up there with Bo Dallas with the don't touch my butt, but for obviously different reasons, but I just want to bring that up. It's amazing, but I think it could be a parallel thing. It's like, we haven't had that nice lawn male heel, like shithead rain. And like with Waller, it's like they could give him Von Wagner as a heavy, like we've talked about, which would be fun, you know, but it just, it's, I think it's time, man. The kids are on another level. It's time to give them the ball and let them boop, boop, boop. Right away, score. Uh, him and Mellow, that's the way you if you want to like give Mellow a little baby face thing, like him and Waller would be awesome. So that's my hope, man. 2023, the year of Grayson Waller in NXT, and he becomes your new NXT world champion. That's quite a quite a thing. I think he personally made that hope because you're in here, Ozzy, but that's just me. That's just me. I mean, that is my hope, anyways, but uh, is it though? Is it? If you ask me to name my top three favorite wrestlers right now, Grayson Waller would be on that list. But he'd be number three because you said the United States top. No, three. I don't know about that. I don't know. He might be number one. He might be number two. I Zion Quinn to too. Mm, I don't know about Zion. I don't Quinn. know about. Yeah, I don't know much about. I mean, I see him every week, but he's he an impressive looking of, specimen. Let's put it that yes, way. He has the look. Yes. I'll give him that. Yes. We just we they need to figure out what his thing is. He just looks like a creative wrestler in SmackDown versus yeah. Raw. And I think that's a very big distinction going forward. He needs to look something. Like he needs to look like something. He needs a manager or to be part of a faction or something to kind of like give him a little depth before we can get him to the next level. I think personally. 
Okay. What's your hope? Well, my hope, I kind of blew my hope uh, earlier with what I wanted. So I'm going to look at it this way. I'm going to stick with NXT as well. I love the idea of what's going on here with Tony D, Stax. But I want DiJack to be the guy that's in the pocket of Tony so we can start having the family. Because I think the biggest distinction here is that Tony D needs a family again, especially with Legato being on SmackDown. Uh, I don't think they're going to get Tony D to the next level just yet. But I think NXT doesn't do a great job with a lot of factions, except for Toxic, which was obviously the difference maker for a while. But I think having Tony D having a family again to me is very important going forward to making him a bigger star. And having DiJack be his heavy heavy, I believe. I think you also need to interject other people to get him back into his family so he can go, once he goes to SmackDown, then we can go back to Tony D, his family, against Legato Del Fantasma. I would even go as far as having, here's here's my extra check mark here, because they left her high and dry in NXT, Electra? Electra Lopez getting back in the family with Tony D. Because, again, she's not really on my TV, but she's got a great look. She's got— She just hates Indy Hartwell. Right. And there's something going on there. But I think Tony D is the—like, when I watch the schism, I'm like, like you say, we love all four of these people, but this fucking gimmick sucks. At least Tony D, when we watch him, I'm thinking to myself, okay— Build around this guy again. He's worth it. He's absolutely worth it. Whether it's women, whether it's a women's tag team, I, you got to have, you, maybe I think Electra, Electra Lopez is is the one. But if you can get another woman in there, great. But you also need Dijak. You need something else too because there is so much going on here that with Tony D going forward, that screams raw for me. It screams raw going forward. I can see a Tony D versus KO. I can see Tony D getting that United States championship and being like, hey, I'm an U.S. Italian. You know, like making it the Italian championship. The Italian championship. Yeah. I can see so much with that. Just being like, the, just, or he just he's just he's just made. It's just he's tailor made for character driven content. You say he's a made man. He's a made hey! man. Having having Tony D be a made man and talking to the tribal chief and having a fucking capiche back and forth with the bloodline, that fucking works too. But you need a fucking faction. You need a real faction. So that's my hope. This kid's a fucking star in NXT. You can see it. He's great in promos. He's pretty decent in the ring. But when I'm watching NXT, folks, my hope really is that they need to rebuild this thing if they're going to make it a big deal. Because he just seems like he's missing something, especially since everybody's kind of like gone from him right now. So that's yeah, my hope. Two, I, two nickels is over there on AEW Dark. He went from a, he went from a family to a factory, and boy, he went is from he a really, dime to a nickel, baby. He went from a dime to a nickel. If I had uh, if I had a dime every time, I'd have zero dimes. Uh, please, no fucking Enzo with him though. That's the only thing I give a shit about. Uh, Tony D and Santino could be Italian version of Sammy. Look. I don't necessarily hate that idea. That's pretty fucking funny. Santino's daughter does work for NXT. Right, She's and so there you go. Right there you go. I'm, you know, Ozzy. Ariana Grace with Tony. Uh, there you go, work. Ariana, and you get Electra. They could be a women's line. tag team. There you go. The Italian bloodline. That'd be great. That would be great. You know, you know, I'd be all about that. My people getting I'm the just, bloodline. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think it's great. Anyway, we should uh, we should get to the big old finish. Oh, no, we got a no, comeback. Don't me. call it a comeback. I'm giving it to our new NXT Women's Champ, Roxanne Perez. She is a prodigy. She's a stud. She's only 21 years old. All the shit that happened with Mandy, none of it is her fault. 
None of it. They're giving her the ball now. It's time. Maybe a little earlier than they thought this would happen because, like, uh, the internet was a buzz Tuesday night. This feels like a hot shot, and then we found out why. But it doesn't matter. Roxanne's deserving. She's, I think you've said it before, the most talented wrestler in the ring down NXT in the women's division. Maybe one of the best wrestlers in the ring in NXT, period. She's got it, and she's only 21 years old. The character's going to come. But there's just something about her, like she's always going to be likable. She's got that undertog. You got Booker T slobbering all over her on commentary because he helped train her and she went to his school. But it was a big moment because, like, taking down someone like Mandy, it had to be meaningful. And even though it happened quick, the right person got the win. So, Roxanne Perez, you're getting my comeback this week. I don't know if I can ever see her be a heel, though. I, I mean, I'm sure it's in her. Not anytime soon. No, I, I mean, but then again, because you see Bailey as a heel. No, but if she didn't. She didn't she no, she but you know, after like four years of that shit, you get kind of sick of it, and you eventually <laughs> flip it. But yeah. for the short term, it's just something like there's something about her. She's always going to have a connection uh, to uh, the majority of the fan base. You, 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 you struck it right on the head. He's majority of the fan base. So that's because yeah, there's really... always going to be the Guthries of the world who just don't like it. Oh, I mean, Guthrie would totally. He have didn't a... like Cora until she turned heel either. So he clearly has a thing for heels. You know. Yeah, he does. He absolutely does. We were very Guthrie heavy uh, in this program. Uh, know, my comeback yeah. goes to Uncle Howdy because I, you know, I looked at it like, okay, LA Knight's out there. He's like, let me talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and he does this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and he's just looking like a fucking, like a doll. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Um, by the way, an LA Knight doll wouldn't go too bad. Pull a string back and be like, let me talk to you. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, just annoying as hell. But then, of course, you know, Bray Wyatt comes out, says the magic word, saying, you know, we know how this is going to end. You better have an apology, make your point, and make your message. This is the last time. And, of course, they get to a point where, you know, they're brawling and brawling, and you hear some ominous music, and Uncle Howdy's in there. People are saying it's Bray Wyatt's, you know, brother. Bo Dallas, I don't think so. If you look at the shape of the human being, I doubt it. Uh, it does open up a lot of questions here if Uncle Howdy will be a real wrestler, if Uncle Howdy will be some type of Paul Bearer to the Bray Wyatt character. I like uh, that. I think that's where they're going to be headed to it. I don't ever want to see him unmasked, though. And I know well, that's yeah, where we're headed. Like, can you even wrestle in that fucking no, giant fucking thing no, they have on his head? No, it, but the thing is, is like eventually it comes off. I know that. But like, I said. know they just started. Yeah, that's what she said. But. Eventually the mask comes off, but I don't think it should happen anytime soon. And I think Uncle Howdy, it it not like obviously we know it's Bray Wyatt. We know Bray Wyatt's voicing it. Like if you look at the Dark Knight thing they sent out on the was it TikTok before SmackDown, that was very Dark Knight-ish. Uh there's so many things they're doing correctly with this that I really enjoy. Uncle Howdy being an entity that is three-dimensional versus it just being in Bray's head to me was a big it's a nice moving piece going forward for storytelling because I think Uncle Howdy could be whomever you want it to be. And I think that's that's great. And I think going forward, Uncle Howdy will also potentially be a reveal. But I'm curious to see, this is like the first building block of the bigger Wyatt family going forward. And I think that's great. Um, if, it's, if it's Bray and some weird reveal Scooby-Doo style, I'll hate it. But... If it's a reveal of somebody important in his life, I'm okay with it. So that's where I'm hopeful. And then that's why he gets my comeback because Uncle Howdy was something that I was just like, okay, this guy's going to show up on the fucking Titan Trump. But he showed up in person, threw me for a loop. I'm in. I'm in. I'm excited. I think the only reason we can't identify who Uncle Howdy is is because we didn't see his ass. Um, when the hooded figure was running out of the arena, people identified that as Zia Lee's ass. And that's how they knew it was Zia Lee before they revealed it. So maybe if we saw Uncle Howdy's ass, the internet 
which uh, has done a lot of research on asses, would be able to tell us who it was. Look, they also knew it was her because she sent out an Instagram photo with her leopard print shoes that she was wearing. Come I know, on. but then, but I believe me, I because I didn't see it live, obviously. But I go on the internet, and they're like, "Oh, there was a hooded figure," and immediately all the comments was a picture of her running away in her butt, being like, "That's Zia Lee." I'm like, "Man, these people are good. They're good." Well, they're not going to be like, "Let me pick that out of a, a lot lineup, of detectives but... on the internet." There, don't loop me in with those people. <laughs> don't well, loop no, me no, in. Let's, no, let's let's finish. Let's get right. to the big old finish. Let's go yeah. to the big old finish. We got AW. We got NXT. We got some other stuff to talk about. Let's go. Yeah, we got uh, SmackDown this week. They have a big show if they taped it. Uh, potentially, there you could see spoilers. But if you don't want to and just enjoy the show, it's actually a pretty good, fun card. We have the Usos and Hit Row for the Tag Team Championships. We have a gauntlet number one contender match for the woman between Emma, Raquel, Tegan Knox, Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville, and the aforementioned Zia Lee. And then WrestleMania, the thing that I am most excited for, our annual Miracle on 34th Street Fight, Imperium versus Braun and Ricochet, because... The only way that this is perfection is Braun humming members of Imperium through presents, hitting people with trees, ah, candy canes. I am so fucking excited for this. These matches are a delight every year. You just hate fun, so you don't like them. But this is actually a pretty fun card for this uh, already taped show. You know how I feel about this stuff, so I just... Yeah, you fucking don't like fun. We get it. No, that's not it at all. Who do you think wins the matches? Or did you read the spoilers and you're... Okay, you're not allowed to pick them. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just move on I mean, on I to... don't need to read spoilers. It's pretty It's pretty prevalent. Braun wins because he has to save Christmas. Uh, yep. Raquel, because there was a backstage promo. And then, of course, the Usos don't lose. Congratulations, I just saved you two hours. I mean, that's going to be a fun show. I will be watching it because of the miracle. We don't have to talk about it, so I might just miss it. We do. It. Stud. No, you're, oh, that's true. We, uh, we don't have to because the, the knockers Awards. are next week, baby. Yes. Plug yes. the so knockers. Nestle's getting a week off, so that means the Miracle on 34th Street will always be in the shine, baby. And uh, but also, NXT yeah. tonight, Tuesday. It is Tag Team Tuesday, as they're coining it. We have the women's tag team titles on the line between Caden and Katana versus Toxic Attraction versus Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. We also have the New Day defending against Briggs and Jensen because to get the title shot, they just had to say the Pledge of Allegiance. NXT is weird. Just fucking weird. I fucking love NXT. It's so weird, right? It feels like you're watching, like, Saved it's by so the Bell, good. the college years. It just seems weird. So good. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you like it, but then there's some weird shit, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Why is Zach they, Morris they being the chances. NXT champion? You know, whatever. They take chances, man. That's what I they love do. about it. It's, they take chances. I don't give a rip about any of it, to be honest with you, but I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Wow. Uh, I actually think it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't even, I'm not even a big fan of Briggs and Jensen, but the New Day, the New Day in NXT, I think could be a fun little run. And I think eventually they'll probably give it back to Pretty Deadly, but let them wrestle all the teams along the way. We also have another match announced, uh, which Sorry, I'm half Zoe excited one, for. So, Zoe 101. Sorry. That's a better. <laughs> we do have a Zoe, but she definitely ain't 101. She's oh. more like Z, 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 Z. Uh, we also have Carmelo Hayes taking on Axiom in the Athleticism Match of the Week. I like Axiom if he's not doing his weird entrance. But, you know. If he's not talking yeah. either. Yeah. I don't know. I do I like his just finish, take off man. the mask and let him be himself. What was his yeah. name? A-Kid in the UK? Just, yeah. I get they had to rebrand him because they yeah. changed all the names. Because A-Kid, that, that'll put people. They dropped the fucking mathematician bullshit. <sighs> God. I mean, calculate. Who cares? Moving on. 
AEW on Dynamite this week. They also have a big card. We have Death Triangle versus the Elite Match 5. This will be no DQ. And guess what, Nestlemania? They've already announced stipulations for all the other matches, so that means we're getting them. So it is currently 3-1 Death Triangle. That means Elite are definitely winning the next two and we'll be headed to a Game 7. Who cares? We have a women's title match between the two best women's wrestlers signed currently to the AEW women's roster. Jamie Hayter Hader versus Akaro Shida. Hater's gonna retain, right? Hater's got a hate, baby. I love her. She's great. I think she does great too. So I'm in. I, I think this will be the best match of the week, personally. I I agree. And then we have another one that I'm excited for because they've been building it. FTR finally gets their hands on the guns, or as we'd like to call them, the Ass Boys. I don't know if you've checked out uh, Hey EW on YouTube, but the Ass Boys are on it this week with RJ City. It is. I can't recommend it enough. I just I. Good. There's at one point where RJ City goes, uh, people call you the ass boys, and they get really upset about it. And he goes, I have another list of all the names people are calling you behind your back. And the 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 names he came up with, I can't even you you need to watch it. You just need to go watch it. It's it's outstanding content. It is just there's so many butt jokes that he does. It is just so funny. Um, but again, I would I would I would think FTR wins, but I would like to see the Guns win by some type of chicanery. I could see the Ass Boys winning because it sure feels like we know there's some, uh, you know, murky, murky decisions there in AW on FTR's future in the new year. So I could see them racking up some L's uh, as Tony tries to boost some of the tag teams he knows are going to be he knows are going to be around for a long time. That's, so. fair. That's fair. We'll see. We'll see. Anything else? That's all I think, unless if I miss something, I'm sure they'll add a bunch of matches right after we finish recording, because that's what they always do. I think Ricky Starks is talking. That's a thing. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, but, you know. Yeah. Them, yeah, whatever. It's just, it's the same thing. The pebble. Uh, so, yeah. The pebble. So, anyway, I think that's everything. Uh, thank yeah. you for all enjoying, uh, you know, the, the Jobber Knocker this week. We'll be back next week with the Golden Effin' Knockers. Get excited, get pumped, get jacked, because it's going to be a motherfucking ride. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.